This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello! What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome <clears throat> to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's up? What's going on, everyone? It's Thanksgiving week. We made it to Thanksgiving. I think uh, if you're like a college student or you go to a good school, uh, you probably have the week off. If you go to a shit school, uh, you may have two days uh, maybe three. I don't know. Just, I don't, what is, you know, I think about it like, you know, I'm a substitute teacher now. So, you know, I'm basically a real teacher and, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm like, I, I, I just for, the, for being the guy who has to like come in when teachers are gone. And usually when the teachers are gone, is kind of like, Let's make sure shit doesn't fall apart. And that's my, that's, you know, where I come in and be like, hey, this is what the teacher wants you to do today. You have, you know, you're obviously in this class. You have, you know, the time period to do this. Uh, figure it out, you know, and let's not, let's just pretend like every, this is normal. And we, you know, we, we go back to, to what we are, but I don't know. In my mind, you know, and just thinking about it, like, t 
two days of school and then a break. Like, do we really need those two days? And let's let's just think about it. What's going to happen those two days? Nothing. Like, the teachers aren't going to do much. Maybe the smart teacher would be like, okay, we have a test on the Tuesday. Maybe on the Monday we can study for it and then go for it. Uh, I know as, like, the substitute, I was told. Uh, no, wait. We're sorry. We got to do it right. I was told. Uh, that I think the you're not supposed to call out the day before a break. And, you know, with, with being a teacher, though, you know, it's like you get you get Christmas, you know, get the Christmas break off. Like, you at least get a week between Christmas. You get at least Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve, New Year's Day off. So, you know, just just work those days. You know, I get it when it's like, oh, it's, De- it's December 24th. Oh, my God, people are calling out of work. They don't want to work on... Christmas Eve, you know, like I get that shit, but when it's like, oh, it's December 20th and you're supposed to go into work, I'm like, no, I want to just go into work. But also, for the substitute teachers who need Christmas money, just just fucking call out. I don't know. What's up? I'm trying a new thing with my hair. Uh, less, the volume will still be there, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to try some new things out with it and just see what what it forms into. And then go back to my barber and then decide what I want to do with it. I don't know. You know, he was telling me like a story about like, he's a private person. So I'll I'll leave him at that, uh, that, you know, like his high school age daughter, you know, he's like, you have to kiss me goodnight when you go to bed. And I've, I've always been like, I don't know, kissing, you know, kissing has always been a sexual thing to me. Even as like a little kid, like my parents would kiss me. I'm like, I don't like that. You know, I've once I figured out how to talk, I'm like, I don't like that. And, uh, the one time my parents were respectful of my boundaries was that. And yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it is, it is very, I don't know. Maybe, do you think kissing is that? But he was, you know, it is a smart move on like a parent's part, you know, like your kids come home and you're like, give me a kiss goodnight. And to check like the breath of like your child, just make sure they weren't drinking or whatever. But also I'm pretty sure they could, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I didn't drink in high school. I, I, my first drink was at 20. Like, it was, I think it was legit. The first time I got drunk was 20. I think I may have tried a beer, to, beer 19, what, like, one or two months before I turned 20. I think that was it. So, you know, I'm not the, the coolest example. But, uh, you know, my dad, like, he, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Papa Schweg. You will, I got to do the thing, right? You will be missed, Dad. Um, dad. Uh, he slept so fucking light. I was like... I'm not sneaking out, you know, like, you know, I was smart enough. I knew how light of a sleeper he was back then. I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I'm going to attempt to do this, you know? And also my parents gave me a curfew. I think at least by junior year, I think when in high school, I've always had like, okay, curfew times. So that was also not, it was like always like midnight or some shit like that. And even if I showed up at like 1230 every once in a while, my parents are fine. And usually I was like, I had to drive someone home. I'm sorry, you know, or yeah, or it was like 1210 or something like that. You know, like, you know, that was like the most normal my parents have probably ever been was like curfew. I also didn't just abuse that shit. So I, I figured out pretty quickly. I'm like, I can't sneak out because dad sleeps too light. And also like my curfew is at midnight and even for adults, you're like, that's pretty late. And you're like, it, it was a, I, I, like I say, the, my parents, 
of, you know, my parents did not raise me correctly, probably, but uh, they did figure out the curfew correctly, and me figuring out, like, don't abuse that shit, uh, <laughs> figure that out. So that was, yeah. I even told my mom as an adult, I'm like, guess what? I never snuck out, ever, you know? As an adult, I'm like, dad was too light of a sleeper, and it's like, if your dad is as light of a sleeper as my dad is, and also has sleep apnea, which... I'm a heavy sleeper and I probably have sleep apnea. And it's like, that makes sense. But like a light sleeper with sleep apnea, I'm like, you're like also just kind of awake and like you're snoring. Like you need to figure that shit fucking out, dude. You know? Here's something to think about. Uh, other stories. Yeah, no. Uh, I got to watch my, as a substitute teacher who mainly substitutes music classes, I got to see all my kids uh, do their school musical, their fall musical. It was Legally Blonde. How much do I want to, like, tell? I need to, like, not... You know, I try to keep that, the substitute teacher stuff, but, like, it's the most... Like, you know, I do have music stories, and, like... It's weird how, like, teaching 20 hours a week is more interesting than, like... Yeah, I played a gig last weekend, you know? And you're like, oh, strippers and hookers, you know? You're like, no. You know, like this, the kids are more interesting than like whatever the fuck gigs I've been playing the weekend prior. <clears throat> but you know they did uh, Legally Blonde, and I wish I could tell you all about every kid's performance. They they did good. They did a good job. Their lead, who I have heard sing before, uh, exceeded my expectations of what I was going to see. So. I was very excited about that. I need to tell. I need to make sure I tell her that. I, I have a bad problem. It's like I, I'm apparently a perfect. I'm a. I'm apparently a perfectionist. Because apparently. Uh, and this is according to my therapist. So she's she's always right. And uh, I have a bad time, you know, with criticism and criticizing criticizing myself is always bad. But, like, also giving good compliments to others, you know, is also a problem that I have. Yeah, it's been a problem with friendships, okay? You know, if you're my friend and we play together and I continue to play with you, just I hope you know them. Like, I think you're good. And, you know, if you want to ask me your opinions, I will have opinions. And I had one friend one time, he's like, name the last three times you gave me a compliment. And then I listed those three things, which shouldn't be a thing. You should tell your friends they're doing good jobs regardless of what they're doing. You shouldn't remember the last three compliments someone give you, you give someone. Uh, what goal did I achieve on my Apple Watch? Okay, never mind. I don't care. So, so yeah, that's a thing. But, no, they did, they did really good. I enjoyed their performance. Um, all I expected them to do was entertain me, and they entertained me. Uh, I, I do have more stories that I don't think I can share over the internet but they did good um the big problem i had with the whole thing was uh uh so it was legally blonde so l she has a dog you know in the movie it's just like some small ass dog you know uh in the in the musical i watched it was a very obvious stuffed animal dog and you know and then they had sound effects for it barking and you know I don't want to blame. We're not. We're not going into the criticism of why didn't they use a real dog or whatever. Because like we know why they didn't re- use a real dog. We all know that. But it's just the idea of just a bunch of, you know, people with functioning brains, 
uh, like a lot of them sitting in a room together, all pretending that clearly a stuffed animal is a real dog. You know, I just think about that a lot. I'm like, is this the world? You know, I just think about the world when we think about that. You're like, bark, bark. <laughs> it was like bark, bark. And like, that's what it fucking sounded like on the sound system. And you're just like, okay, I guess that's a dog. And I'm just like, are we all really, you know, I, I just think about them as well. Like, are we all really pretending like legit adults, adults, like some of these adults in the room or maybe some of this, like I, the, the town it was in, it was like, it's technically the Harvard of the Midwest. So if you want to try to figure out what college it is, it's that the most people teach there, you know? And it's like, are we really all pretending that a stuffed animal is a real dog? You know? How do I breathe? You know, it, it was a cool, you know, it was, it was a cool experience to figure out. Though. The only other thing I want to say that I can say on the internet is, uh, I guess I dozed off or I just did not, I went into disassociation for a second, which happens a lot, you know, when I see teenagers and I'm supposed to watch them, I just dissociate. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm hopefully the person who, hopefully they don't listen to the show. Uh, and I guess I dissociated for a second and then I heard, please daddy. And from, from the show and I almost laughed my eyes out, my balls off Balls off? Is that the best term? I don't know. But yeah, no, that was the musical. My kids did good. My kids. You know, I like to call them my kids, even though I'm like a substitute teacher deciding this shit. Uh, other than that, though, I've, yeah, I've, I've been trying to substitute teach to try to get some Christmas money because I plan on outdoing everyone this year. Every single person I know. And uh, you need money for that. So I was substituting band class which is also just a normal thing i usually do and i'm at the, i'm at the middle school and then they're like hey you're gonna have all your kids they're gonna go to an assembly for the red cross i'm like okay you know just you know it's you think you're just doing your job so you bring all your kids in them you send them a warning like don't get me in trouble and that's actually my warning I give kids. Do not get me in trouble because I've established myself now as the fun teacher. And I know kids, you know, they don't care about getting in trouble and doing shit. But they're like, I don't want to get the good sub in trouble or else we get the annoying ones. So that's the relationship I've established with all the kids. I actually don't want to tell this story. Uh, this is short. But uh, and this sounds like I made it up. And I promise you with my heart. I will shave my head if I if I lied about this. But I walked into a class this week and they were it was just like a one hour thing I had to do. And the class was very as so excited to see me, they gave me a round of applause. It sounds like I'm making that up, and I swear to god I'm not. And that is not a story I would tell you if it wasn't just how fucking funny it was. I just like walked in a room. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And did that. And guess what? The class was all boys and I should have taught them about hygiene. Uh, but anyways, though, back at the middle school, we're there. They're like, Red Cross is coming today. So at some point, you got to bring your kids into the area where they're going to give that assembly. And I'm like, okay. 
you know, because I'm a teacher and I'm just like, I'm just doing what I'm told, just like the Nazis, just doing what you're told. And then we go in there. And so it's a Red Cross meeting. And now I want to say to anyone who works with the Red Cross or whatever, you guys are doing great shit, you know, and I definitely support it. They did give a good good couple topics at the, the top of the assembly. They're just like, hey, guys, so blood donations are really important. And the reason why they're so important is that, you know, they give they just listed off the facts for you. They're like, so there are more people needing blood donations than there are people donating. It doesn't have a, like that long of a shelf life. So we don't really have like extras, you know, to give over. So we're always needing this. That's why, you know, it always seems like a blood drive is going on. You know, I'm like good, solid topics. Like that's a, that's a way, you know, this person like definitely knows how to recruit people for like to, the donate blood. And even even though, and like I listened to the beginning of it, I'm like, maybe I should donate blood. Like that sounds like something I need to do. Uh, and then then we continued the assembly. And, you know, and they were like, you have to be 16 to donate blood. We're at middle, we're at middle school. Uh, assuming no one was held back, the oldest age we should have is 14. <laughs> okay? Like, None of these kids are allowed to donate blood. But, you know, like, donating blood is a really good thing. So I would say, like, hey, here's a flyer. Give it to your parents. And then maybe they'll tell people, you know, like, okay, maybe that works. Maybe that could have been, like, a 10-minute thing during class. Someone came in and told you to do that, pass it out. No, then they decided, like, but you also need to remember all the things that would disqualify someone from donating blood. I kind of know this because I am 30 years old. 14 years and younger would not know that. So they're like, all right, you need to remember this, kids. If you have high blood pressure, you have too much iron in your blood, if you're sick, and they give off a couple more things. They're like, you're not eligible to donate blood. What? You know, I'm like, I I heard the list of things. I'm like, even me, I'm not going to remember that shit. So, like, I don't think you expect kids to remember it. And, yeah, that's when the kids stop paying attention, obviously, because you're just like, oh, we're there's, like, the call to action, but I am not the call to the action, you know? And then the kids, you know, they start talking. None of my kids got in trouble. I just want to mention none of my kids got in trouble, Okay. I, I gave them that warning, do not get me in trouble. They all listened to it, and I was very, I was very proud of that class. Uh, a lot of kids got sent to the office, though, and then the, maybe, I think the assistant principal came up, and she's like, you really? She's going to talk about this eighth grade class, and going to talk about how bad it was, and then I am trying not to lose my shit. I have a friend right next to me, we're not far from me, who I went to high school with, who is now another music teacher, that I'm also trying not to laugh. The other teacher's dissociating in the back, like I should have probably been doing. I'm trying not to laugh, just because giving children unrealistic expectations and getting mad <laughs> that they don't meet those unrealistic expectations is just going to just make me laugh out of my mind. Because I'm, I'm like trying to think back here and think about how like assemblies when I was in middle school. And I've talked to a lot of other people my age about this. 
middle school assemblies are so fucking unhinged, dude. My cousin was telling me yesterday that they just let a bald eagle loose in their gym, just let it fly around. Now, like, the eagle's probably not going to hurt anyone, but, like, kids will antagonize animals and not know any better. It's kind of just one of those things growing up. Either you see videos and shit like that. They had Animal Planet for my parents. You know, shit like that. You know, I remember when I was a kid, they always just had a guy. He just brought in a bunch of snakes and reptiles and shit like that. And, you know, snakes are, you know, realistically, I know about snakes and like snakes assuming they're not venomous they're they're pretty chill like if you see a if you're trying to do if you're going on a hike and you see a snake and you most likely you'll see it like running away because it's so fucking scared because it can't hear can barely see no arms no legs like snakes are always fucking scared of everything you know that's why like the venomous ones are a problem because like they're like well because they're like, well, I guess this is the fight for my life. You know, that's why you get like the rattlesnake. You're like, oh boy, you know? And so, yeah. Middle school assemblies are so fucking unhinged. And one out of every four middle school assemblies are just uh, going to be a lecture from the principal. It's like, how poorly behaved you were. <laughs> I'm just like, so this is to everyone. I don't think middle school principals listen to this podcast. I wish you did you would have a lot of fun and you would actually learn about the real world and help your students survive in the real world. But if you're a middle school principal or I don't know, because I have figured out now that the teachers aren't in charge of assemblies, <laughs> you know, they're just like, we're told to, I'm just, you know, we're, we're just like the Nazis and we're just doing what we're told, just sending kids to somewhere and have them listen to it and be the worst kids be the, their worst selves possible. So uh, my advice to everyone, don't set unrealistic expectations for actual children because they will not meet them. Set realistic expectations. Set, set realistic expectations. You expect them to, like, do better than. That's been the nice thing about, like, what I've been doing with, like, these music kids. It's like they're... Exceeding my expectations, and I've been very happy about that. And I think their teachers have also been very happy about I'm like, you know, I expected to do this, but they're actually doing a lot better than I thought they'd be doing. And I think that's what a teacher wants to hear. So anyways, here's our call to action. Are you listening to my music under Sweezy? Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Because that's where you can find me and all my music under Sweezy. It's like the cancel Sweezy, you just take out the cancel part. And social media at the Shweezy because I am, I'm like Ohio State, the Shweezy. So uh, definitely go check that stuff out. I just want to make sure you're following me because definitely if you're like, I wonder when they're doing new shit. And like, that's where I post. I do new shit. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Patreon, we have Cash App, we have PayPal. All of those are great ways to make donations in part. I don't know if I should count them as donations, but... Uh, if you don't like that, if you're like, I would like to support the show, I hate every single sponsor that you have. Uh, this is just a great way to, you know, even something somewhat like if you just like one time donation of like five dollars a month, I'm like, thank you so much <laughs> for that. You know, like that, you know, 
you think about like the monthly cost of like the audio platforms and shit like that. I'm like, this is perfect. Thank you. Definitely do that. Um, but remember all the free shit you can do. Go to YouTube for those that are listening and make sure you're subscribed over there. Leave a comment on like we do specific things. Like please leave a comment there. I really do like I really like feedback, even if you're like, you're gay and but then you like actually leave a real comment or like I actually really want to hear that because a lot of this stuff is discussions and so i do really want to hear back from you guys and a lot of you are really nice i have to admit i get a lot of nice comments and then uh or a lot of like i actually enjoyed reading this thank you so much for leaving this insight on my post you know and then some of you are assholes and so uh do what you need to do all all press is good press uh Obviously, uh, yeah, basically, basically, you know all the YouTube shit you're, you're supposed to do, but leave a review, give us a rating, you know, or whatever. I am not, is this scrolling? Yep. All right, here we go. So thank you so much for that. Uh, we can move on to previous week right now. What is previous week right now? It's the news last week from a guy like me. This is the type of guy you get. So uh, we are, I have been rambling, so let's just... Um, Let's just jump into it. This is from last week. Uh, we can successfully say... That's rough, buddy. Or you know, we can actually say... Congratulations, you played yourself. All right, this is from the New York Post. Just is. I know the New York Post, it's like real news, but not... The news everyone needs. So I, I I know I know who New York Post is. So we post we go go over them a lot. But <sighs> yeah, um, woman with Kevin forehead tattoo admits it was fake with a PSA about regret. Remember we talked about this last week, and I said she was on drugs. And guess what? Uh, Congratulations, you played yourself. Woman with Kevin for oh okay let's start it. Uh, it was too gauzy. Man proposes all, and God disposes. All sorry, folks. I'm gonna start this over. It was too gauzy all along. <laughs> A UK woman who sparked outrage after inking her boyfriend's name tattooed on her face has since admitted that it was a hoax and that she was actually trying to discourage youngsters from getting inked. She detailed her alleged tat fishing scam in a TikTok video with over 21 million views. I regret my tattoo, but not this one because this is actually not a real tattoo. Anna Stanskowski, 27, declares in the video reveal. Accompanying footage shows the Londoner using a rag to wipe away her forehead tattoo, which features her fir the first name of her boyfriend, Kevin Freshwater. That, whose last name is fucking Freshwater, okay? You know, that's fake. And purple lettering. Uh, this marks the comment, okay, also purple lettering. Uh, isn't that like the, what they draw on you, so like when they use real ink? It like that's what they they're using like a template. Okay, this marks the culmination of a ludicrous saga that began a week ago after Stanskowski filmed herself appearing to get the ill-advised ink job as at a local parlor. The shocking clip amazed over thirty million views as well as face palms from critics like me who deemed her bow honoring body art 
foolhardy and short-sighted. However, many online skeptics, most notably celebrity tattoos and artist Kevin Paul, were quick to point out that Stanskowski so-called permanent proclamation of love was a too was a too gauzy. 100% fake Paul who tatted Rihanna, Harry Styles, and Ed Sheeran declared it's literally black marker pen. Oh, a bar, scandals, raised, and then everyone's going, okay. So we talked about this last week. And we've recently learned it is fake, so. Congratulations, you played yourself. So we did learn we played ourselves here. Um, and... Everyone also who's been following this is like, thank fucking God, dude. You guys, holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, that is an aggressive forehead tattoo. We're 26 minutes in, and I have only on the first article. Um, yeah, so I think this really proves my point when I say I was talking to my barber the other day. Has he noticed I've got a haircut? And I look pretty goddamn fucking fresh. I like that. I was talking to my barber about it. This is how I found out it was fake. It was for my barber. And I was like, did you see that chick who, come, who tattooed Kevin on her forehead? And the barber I go to is a very big tattoo guy. And he's like, yeah, I just, I, I just found out it was fake. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. You know, I was hoping some fucking dumb bitch got Kevin fucking tattooed on her forehead. And... You know, I should have known it was fake, you know? I was like, who the fuck gets a fucking Kevin tattooed on the forehead? I'm like, you're really dating a Kevin. You're like, I love Kevin so much, I'm going to fucking tattoo Kevin on my forehead. A real woman who is married or in a relationship or serious with a Kevin knows that if I say, you know, like, his name is Kevin, I wish we could change that fact. You know, I'm like, we all know, like, you don't want to be fucking named Kevin. Like, Kevin, Kevin's kind of a dumb name. Like, you know, like, if you're a Kevin, like, I don't know who's better, Kevin or Josh, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I would take the Kevin more seriously. I have a student named Josh, and I'm just like, yeah, that's a dumb name. I, I just tell him he's, he has a dumb name. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, he's just one of, those cool, one of those cool, like, I don't know if he's a cool kid, but, like, like, he gets it. He at least gets it, though, you know? That's all you really want. I think as a teacher, all you, all you want is, like, your kids to, like, get it, you know? I had to ask them what, like, got, G-Y-A-T-T meant the other day. And they're like, here's what it means, Mr. Schweig. It means, like, you know how you see a girl with a fat ass? I'm like, I definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wish I could have been like, I definitely know what you're talking about. They're like, yeah, this is the way so Christians can say it. I'm like, what is this right now? Yacht? I'm like, I'm like your mom has a nice yacht, you know? But I think it's just because, like, you know, once you have a baby, you your body changes. It's always weird. Like, you see, like, really skinny bitches, you know? And you're just like, you have a kid, you know? Like a skinny bitch with a kid, and you're like, the kid even come out of you, or what's the pro fucking problem going on here? Uh, anyways, though, don't get a face tattoo. Uh, I will tell you, if I see you with a face tattoo, my first thought is going to be drugs. Not butt drugs, but drugs. So, yeah. All right. We're 
on a rant today. This is the main article. I'm going to be, we're going to get kind of serious for a second. I might make some jokes. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get serious for a second, guys. And I'm like, I might make a couple jokes. <laughs> but anyways, though, I want to talk about this. This might be my new project. You know, I might be making this like a, like, I'm going to seek this out to the end kind of project. So let's, uh, let's just jump into it. Former community members at Case Kansas City Ministry still calling for third-party investigation after sexual misconduct claims. This is from KNBC, local Kansas City News. Okay. Former community members and leaders from the International House of Prayer in Kansas City continue to call for a third-party investigation into claims of sexual misconduct against the ministry's founder, Mike Bickle. Uh, it comes after the ministry announcement last week it hired a new law firm to investigate those claims. Bis <laughs> I need to learn how to read correctly. Bickle stepped away from IHOP Kansas City last month as allegations came forward from former executive leaders with the ministry, which has influenced and has spurred similar ministries worldwide. Those leaders, including two formerly on the executive leadership team and a pastor, released a letter with allegations of clergy sexual abuse by Mike Bickle. The letter said the allegations were credible and longstanding and that the three attempts Tempted to bring the allegations to Bickle, but Bickle rebuffed them and they were refused any sort of meeting. KNBC has emailed the former leaderships making the claim, but has not heard back. Earlier this week, the ministry's currently executive leadership team announced one allegation from 26 years ago that has some credibility. Uh, other, other allegations have been more difficult to verify due to the fact that they are either anonymous or represented by third parties, a release from the ministry said. Bickle is not charged with any crimes related to the allegations. KNBC 9 investigates uh, has attempted to speak with Bickle, but he has not returned emails. Bickle founded the International House of Prayer in 1999, and he has claimed 24-7 worship and prayer at its campus in South Kansas City since then. New law firm hired by IHOPKC questioned an update petition from the group calling itself IHOPKC. Survivors expressed grave concerns with the ministry's decision to hire a local law firm, and it originally hired Stinson LLP to investigate claims against Bickle. KNBC9 investigates asked, but IHOPKC has not identified the new law firm conducting the investigation. International House of Prayer University graduate Brantley Smith said the decision to hire another firm is a performative move while questioning the firm's ties to the ministry. Smith, who considers himself an advocate for people who have left the ministry, said anyone with concerns about IHOPKC may have difficulty coming forward. Now that IHOP has a legal team, some of these people don't have the resources to hire representation for themselves, and so they feel super vulnerable, Smith said. The original position created last Wednesday by the former community members at the International House of Prayer, I said, IHOP Kansas City's hiring of a law firm does not create an impartial review of the allegation and facts. The position called for hiring Grace, a firm with a record of investigating claims of sexual misconduct in church settings, an email to 
to Grace Wednesday was not immediately returned. Another former staff member of IHOPKC told KNBC9 Investigates he does not trust the new law firm either. Okay. They paint the picture that it was like they were taking a step in the right direction when really it's the same step. It's a lateral step, said Jono Pollard. Pollard started with IHOP Kansas City in 2005, left the mystery in 2016. They need to stop bringing in their own investigation team, Pollard said. KNBC has asked for an updated statement from IHOP Kansas City in relation to the claims of former community members about the investigation. In a statement Friday, IHOP Kansas City said its new law firm had started reaching out to alleged victims. IHOP Kansas City is committed to investigating any allegations of abuse in our organization in a way that honors privacy, safety, and due process. The statement said, It is our sincere desire to serve and assist every alleged victim in order to see the truth and light come forth during this sensitive and challenging time. IHOP Kansas City was founded in 1999 in 20 full-time intercessory missionaries in May of 1999 and September of 1999. The ministry extended to a full 24-7 schedule of worship and prayer. Okay, so I do have to mention here, um, I don't have a direct connection to this group, but I do want to talk about how I know many people who are a part of who I want to call IHOP Kansas City. Uh, that's I, I'll just make it that easy. That's how I'm going to talk about it for the most part. And overall, I think we can all concern that Mike Bickle, uh, according to the facts that have come out, is not a good person. He reminds me of Chris Columbus, the director of like Home Alone and Harry Potter, the first two Harry Potters. I don't know. I, I'm just looking at him. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. I'm on his like Wikipedia page right now because I do want to say, you know, I've had a lot of friends come forward and have been talking about this a lot. Not to me, but I've just been seeing a lot of Facebook posts and stuff like that talking about shit like this. And, you know, I'm I'm new to this. You know, I know I hear I've heard stories of what people talk about about Hopkins City, you know. I hate that I have to call it IHOP because I like IHOP. The restaurant, they have been slacking in the 2010s, but yeah. But I'm I'm looking at uh, Mike Bickle, and there's there's some there's a darkness hidden. You know, I'm looking at him. There's a darkness hidden. Uh, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now, and I've noticed that you know. You know, my favorite thing about going through someone's Wikipedia page is seeing uh, just, like, controversy or anything like that or reception or some, something similar to that. I looked at both the IHOP Kansas City Wikipedia page and, both, and Mike Bickle's Wikipedia page, and it's a direct copy and paste of this statement that I'm looking at. On October 28th, 2023, news broke that Mike Bickle faced allegations of sexual abuse uh, from several women over a span of decades. The next day, International House of Prayer announced that Bickle had been removed from leadership and that the church had contracted Stinson LLP to conduct an investigation. Following a viral petition for IHOP Kansas City to choose Grace to lead the investigation, the church broke its contract with Stinson LLP and chose a local Kansas City law firm to lead the investigation. Um, 
I have looked into Grace, uh, that organization. I like I like them. I do not know anything else about them, so uh, I did not talk about them. It looks like I'm also looking at the they have not been hired, but Grace probably should be hired. Grace is very much a from what I've looked at th- about Grace G R A C E. It's just the name of the company. They're very big on like let's end abuse in church, and I'm very much for that. I don't necessarily know there's like oh we're all super Christian shit like that. There, I don't know anything else about them, but I saw their statements. I agree with them, but however, they're not the ones contracted to this. I have decided to put it among, like upon myself uh, that Cancel Shoezy is going to be. Uh, doing an investigation over IHOP Kansas City. Uh, I'm not as big as some of these other people doing it, but I know a lot of people who have been involved with with them as a ministry. I know a friend who did, who did like the music with them, or multiple friends who've done music with them. I mean, that's the majority of my friends I know who are associated with this. I know people who associate with associated with vineyard churches, and how toxic they are, and stuff like that. And uh, I would read the Wikipedia page. We might, we might do that in another episode. Uh, they picked a good time to do this for me because I have Christmas episodes I have to make. But I'm, I'm thoroughly committed to investigating IHOP Kansas City and. Uh, I need to, I am willing to go scorched earth when it comes to scorched earth Christianity. You know, I guess I'm technically uh, agnostic, you know, where I'm just like the idea that someone decides to know how the world works or how the universe works or like beings that are so powerful that you can't comprehend them, you know. I may be there, but at the end of the day, what I would like to see is just churches not have abuse. And so I really hope I can say this to, you know, someone, anyone who listens to this podcast or at least anyone, I even, even someone like who follows me on Instagram or Facebook or any of those other sites, you know, I post a lot about how the toxic energy or the toxic parts of Christianity and how we need to change that. Stuff like that. And I hope, you know, I know a lot of good people in Christianity. And I hope you see that. And I hope you say, not my church, not my group, not the at least, at least the inner circle that I do it. And I hope you say that. And I want you to say that. And then I want you to strive for that, you know. I feel like when, you know, ex-evangelicals like me see shit like that, I want the people who still believe in me like, not my group, not that, not my group. We don't do that. And when, I, when you say you don't do that and your actions speak louder than your words, you know, I hope that. But this is the not the last part you're going to hear about Mike Bickle. This is not the last part you're going to hear about I, IHOP Kansas City. Um, I'm taking it upon myself to do my own investigation. And you're like, what the fuck are you going to figure out? And you're like, I figured I've, I've actually, actually know a lot already about some stuff I haven't told you yet. I just want to make sure I'm getting like confirmation and make sure make sure I'm like 
my sources are just kind of like, you know, sometimes you have to make sure you have the same story told differently, you know? You have to have that, you know, to make things good. And so, Mike Bickle, please talk to me. I want to do an interview on this show. I'm going to be talking to a lot of people who you used to know or currently know or stuff like that. I'm making it a goal. But my goal is to make sure abuse in churches no longer occurs. And so that's what I'm here to tell you, that I am just wanting to talk. I don't want to hear anything else. I just want to talk. I'm going to ask you questions. I would love to ask questions. And any victims here, please reach out to us. Uh, I'm definitely wanting to hear your stories. Um Definitely looking at everything I know, um, I 100% believe you. So if you want to come forward, talk to me. I may ask that you be, you put your identity forward. And so I'm probably going to make you do punk rock stuff. Uh, other than that, though, yeah, please let me know. Please contact the show if you would like to hear anything else. Thank you. All right, before we go on break, last article we got here uh, from CNN, so we know it's a good one. Snoop Dogg says he's giving up smoking weed. Uh, what? Uh, Snoop Dogg says he's giving up marijuana, or at least smoking it. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. The rapper, whose real name is Calvin Broadus, uh, told his 82.5 million followers on Instagram, please respect my privacy at this time. The best part of all this. Uh, the news may come as a shock to some. The rapper has long been open about his love of weed and even claimed to have smoked in the White House. He has launched several business ventures related to marijuana, including a pod-focused media company called Mary Jane A and a line of cannabis products. He's also invested in in, in Casa Verde Capital, a venture capital firm that invests in marijuana startups, uh, his love for weed has made headlines. The entertainer revealed in 2019 that he had a full-time staffer whose sole job it was to roll his blunts. And in 2021, he revealed on Reddit that he has 81 smoke breaks a day. All right. So I think we're all wondering, like, hey, Snoop, are you okay? You know, we're all like, hey, Snoop, you okay? And ever also are like, and then you also hear 81 blunts a day, dude. Like, okay, maybe you need to cut back. I think, I think weed's going to stay in his future for the most part. But, you know, when you hear someone's like, yeah, I used to have 81 smoke breaks a day. You cigarettes, you're like, holy shit, man, we're going to help you. <laughs> so, yeah, his family's probably good. And I don't know. Is he going to take edibles and shit? Like, he's always been big on, like, the smoking of weed. You know, it's like edibles, you know, I don't like that. And you meet a lot of people who are like, weed is my personality. And you're like, you want to take an edible? And they're like, fuck no. You know, shit like that. So everyone pray for Snoop Dogg. He's clearly not doing good or whatever. 
FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helped you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. I was told. Let's talk about A Diary of a Wimpy Kid because I watched those movies not too long ago and now that I'm around 
middle school kids all the time. It made me laugh hysterically throughout the entire series. I think I watched the 2010 series, 2010, 2011, 2012, like three years. They really got those movies made. You know, they're like, kids are going to love this shit. And I got to tell you, if I call a kid Rowley Jefferson in class, the class goes bananas. So we we fucking have to talk about it. Damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. All right, so let's talk about the first Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So we're introduced to, like, Greg Heffley. He's starting sixth grade middle school, which is the kind of middle school I went to, where he started sixth grade for some reason. Uh, I think I have, I have friends who are like, sixth grade's still elementary school, and then some schools are like, at least the school district district my mom works at, she's like, the primary school is for kindergarten through second grade, and then the other school is the elementary school. I'm like, all right, calm down. You know, some school, um, we're pretending that the school district's like, you start middle school in sixth grade. Okay, we're going we're gonna to try about this. And so you meet Greg, who, who's trying to figure his shit fucking out, you know, in middle school. And uh, it's the funniest shit. First of all, Greg is a wimpy kid, which I guess makes sense because it's called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So, like, it's not necessarily, like, something you didn't know about. But basically, the idea of the series is, like, you're reading Jeff's diary. Greg's diary, not Jeff. Who the fuck is Jeff? Uh, you're reading Greg's diary and just kind of, like, his experiences going through middle school. So... Uh, at least the series I'm going through, which is the one apparently that's funny, uh, you go sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. So we're going to talk about three movies here today. All, all just fucking great stuff. The first movie though, like Greg, you, you look at Greg and you're like, Greg is not a good person. You're also like, he's in the sixth grade. He's 12 years old. You're like, "Ah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess, like, you, you deal with that shit, and he's like, Greg is not a good person in the first movie, uh, which makes sense if you're looking at, like, what is he supposed to learn, you know, lesson-wise, like, like, what is Greg supposed to learn, like, it makes sense, but, like, the first movie is really your introduction to who Greg Heffley is, and it's just so many goddamn fucking shenanigans, and... His best friend, who by far steals the show, steals the movies, the greatest character to ever be made in existence. And whoever the actor was in this film, I didn't get your name, and I know you look normal now, but you did not look normal when you played Rowley Jefferson, who by far the greatest comedic character to ever fucking exist in a movie. And so, like, you know, Greg is, like, trying to be cool in school, and then Rowley is just being himself, which, you know, as an adult looking backwards at your life, you're like, be Rowley, you know, just be yourself, you know? Like, yeah, kids aren't gonna like you, people may not like you, but, like, in my mind, you know, it's like it's hard to tell kids like if you be yourself, you'll live your best life because 
when kids try to be themselves, other kids make fun of them. You're like, I don't know how to take criticism yet. I don't like this, you know? So I wish some of you knew how many teenage girls roll their eyes at me on a weekly basis. I'm actually trying to count at this point. Like, they're just like they just look at me and like, huh, you're here today? I'm so pissed. You know, because they have braces and they can't speak properly. But, you know, dude, Greg is just, just this fucking whippy kid, and then his best friend is just a dork, you know? He's like, hey, Greg, do you want to come over and play later? And then, like, the other kids are here, I'm like, you're going over to fucking play, Greg Heffley? What do you think you're doing? You know, you're just like, oh, we're not playing rally. You know, like, we're hanging out. God damn it. You know, it's so fucking funny. Like, he break like, rally breaks his hand, and Greg feels nothing about it, dude. You're like, you know, as an adult, you're thinking about, like, if my friend broke their hand, and I personally feel terrible about it, I would feel terrible about it, but Greg just does not feel any shit at all. He's like, I guess Rally broke his hand. And then, like, Rally, like, Rally became, like, all the girls started talking to Rally because he broke his hand, dude. <laughs> He's just like, fucking Rally, the goddamn champ of that middle school. Uh, oh, yeah, in the first movie, they bring up the, the, the fucking cheese touch or whatever. Like, so for some reason, let's talk about the cheese, cheese touch for a second. Some asshole kid left their fucking... And it's, it has to be Swiss cheese because it has a hole in it. I'm referring to it as Swiss cheese, but like the, some asshole with Swiss cheese just left the fucking cheese on, you know, at least the, the pavement for over at least over a year. And somehow that shit didn't, like, join, become part of the floor or the ground, or the cement. You know, it just, you know, you can still pick it up and eat it, and shit like that. It's a fucking crazy movie, dude. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, they joined the, the fucking hall monitors. School safety patrol, and fucking Greg tries to fucking blame Rally, and then they figure out, like, oh, yeah, that's not what actually happened. What am I yawning? That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. But yeah, they're like, but yeah, like that first movie is just fucking nonsense. Like, it, it the first movie is almost like a like relationship study between Greg and Rowley, as like, hey, how shitty can a guy be before like his like best friend who is very much will take a lot of shit. Like, what is his breaking point? And, like, they're like, we figured out Riley's breaking point uh, from watching this, so. Um, what would a serial killer say? He would probably say... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. There we go. We figured it out. Uh, yeah, fucking dude. Uh, yeah, the first film, like, you know, you, you think about Roderick. Like, Roderick is... I just fucking asshole throughout the entire movie. Uh, yeah, he's kind of just the fucking worst. And, uh, yeah, and then Greg has to learn, like, how... Like, the first movie's all about, like, Greg learning how to be a good friend. So then we move into Roderick Rules, 
you know, I guess the main premise of the story is like you've you've been introduced to Greg, you've been introduced to Raleigh, but you've only been kind of introduced to Roderick. Uh, so Roderick is just kind of like a shitty older brother who's like, I'm going to be a psychopath to my younger brother for no reason. Even though Roderick has artistic goals, he's a drummer, he has all this shit going on for him, you know? But, like, this movie, they have to figure out how to get along because... Their parents started complaining. Now, my parents complained about me and my brother not getting along. And what they didn't know is my brother is a goddamn fucking psycho, gay wad sociopath. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. And uh, we're only going to get along if I am a little intoxicated and a little just be like, I'm going to ruin his life. Like, that's the only way I'm going to survive. So... The nice thing about, like, the second movie is, though, like, because the first movie, it's, like, Roderick is, like, an an, an, an antagonist, there we go, I don't want to say it, to Greg. And in this movie, it's, like, they have to learn how to get along because their mom's, like, you guys need to learn how to get along. Uh, unlike my mom, who's just, like, I have one favorite. And that favorite gets to pick on the other one. So I was like, why are you not getting along? <sighs> God damn. Deal with my fucking mom, dude. Some of you, I feel like Greg would definitely thrive with my parents versus what I had to fucking do. Uh, no, Greg would not survive with my parents. So if my older brother was Roderick and I, and you know, me, my character would be Greg that kid would not survive because my parents have been like, you know, why can't you be like Greg? Why is Greg is so good? Why can't you be like him? You know, you, you know, why do I feel like I have Asian parents at this point? You know, a lot of stuff like that. Um, <laughs> my favorite part about the second movie though, was like, Greg was like, I'm not playing drums on this one. Lead singer. Lead singer, you're going to play drums in this one. If you've never met a lead singer before, I'm going to tell you this. If they're like, I'm just the singer, they're not, they don't know music. So they're just figuring it out. So if you're the drummer in a band and you're like, oh, we got this shit pretty fucking tight. And then you're like, we're going to, I'm going to sing now. You're going to play drums. Like that shit's going to be a disaster. Uh, but with what they did, they, he sang baby to a chick who was like, clearly not into it. And you're like, she's trying to be into it, but the entire fucking birthday is a disaster, dude. And it's like, you ruined this chick's like, it, it, he was just playing at a sweet 16 and like Greg and Rowley are just be like, we're here too. It's just like, you just watch, watch the chaos. Continue. I fucking love Middle school drama. Middle schoolers have the fucking best drama that's ever happened because it's all high stakes and it's all maybe PG-13, barely. And it's all barely PG-13, so all their drama is just perfect. I told my mom, because my mom teaches first grade, and she's thinking about 
when she retires, she's going to do a couple, you know, subs. She's like, it's not uncommon to be like a substitute teacher when you retire, which well, that's a lot to get into. But my mom was like, I told my mom, like, you would love teaching sixth graders because they're still little kids. They still feel like little kids. And it's all the f- best drama because it's like, it's not drama like you have with your friends. You're like, yeah, he fucked her, and he didn't, you know, and she didn't appreciate that. It's all it's all sexual when you get older. When Like, kids, like, they don't think about having sex yet. You know, they're like, I'd like to have sex, but I don't think I'm ready, you know? Because you're just like, because, like, with boys, when they figure out jerking off, you're just like, I want to have sex. But then, like, you're like, all right, here's a woman who wants to have sex with you. You're like, oh, my God, I don't want to do it, you know? It's like that's what middle school boys are like. So it's just all it's it's all perfect, you know. Uh, so we eventually figure out fucking Roderick. Roderick basically because the first movie was like Roderick fucking sucks, and this movie is like let's make Roderick not fucking suck, and they figured it out with this movie. Roderick rules. Chef's kiss on my end. Then we get to Dog Days. Which is very much Steve. Steve Vaughn? Is that his name? He plays Rowl- not Rowley's dad. Uh, Greg and uh, Roderick's dad uh, in the movie. And uh, If I'm right, Steve Vaughn is his name. He he was in That Thing You Do, which he, I think he played guitar in one part of one of the movies. And he did not do a good job, so he didn't remember that shit. But That Thing You Do... I would say probably the most underrated movie of all time. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is in the movie, you know. If you, if you see Tom Hanks, it's usually not a bad movie. You're like, you're going to get... If you see Tom Hanks in the movie, it's like, this is the bare minimum movies need to be. It's what, If you see Tom Hanks in the movie. Uh, that's that thing you do. It's on YouTube free if you don't have premium. I don't know about premium, but uh, I need to use the soundboard more. I'm just going to fucking... Do this thing. What the fuck? Not this one. The new ones. Uh, Somehow Palpatine returned. There we go. Uh, Palpatine returned. Uh, this one, it is Summer Break, which the other two movies were about the school year. This one's about Summer Break. Greg's dad, Steve Vaughn. I need to look up. Is it Steve Vaughn? Let's look it up. You don't fucking know what I want. Uh... I'm just going to type in fucking Steve. Okay. Steve V-A-H. I think I'm right. I think it's actual fucking Steve on. Uh, yep, that's him. There's like one guy in the middle who's really ripped. He got married... A year after I was born, dude. He's still with that shit. What a legend. Also in Saving Silverman, too. I should, in that, you know, that thing you do. Uh, anyways, though, uh, his dad has the complete opposite personality of Greg for some reason. Like my dad. And so, apparently someone's like, you guys gotta have to figure out how to find shit you like in common. And they're like camping, and it's like the dad doesn't like camping, and Greg doesn't. Craig's Craig is just like, I like playing video games. You know, it's like 2012. By the time this movie comes out, and he's like, I just like playing video games. Like, 
Yeah, we figured out video games at least somewhat, you know, at least to make acceptable video games at that point. And then, uh, fucking, his dad's just like, we gotta go camping, we gotta do man shit. And it's like, you know, I think about it a lot. Pete Holmes says he's like, he's like not a super masculine man. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I'm like, I've never been hunting. I hate deer, so I don't care if you shoot deer. Anyone listen to the show, if you want to shoot a deer, and you're like, I don't want to get in trouble with the government. I'm like, I won't tell. Please just kill as many deer as you fucking possibly see, dude. And also send me, you don't have to send me de- venison, but you can send me some deer jerky, too. Like, that's like that's a good thing. Like, oh, I killed a doe. It's not really worth a lot, but no one found out I killed it. I'm like, just send me some beef jerky. I'll cover it up for you. Like, his dad's like, his dad makes him do, like, a fucking Civil War reenactment. They were on the good side. I do want to mention that. They were on the good side of that. This movie came out before that, you know, was really a problem, you know? Somehow Palpatine returned. Thank you. Uh, I meant to press. Fuck. How my little cousin put, made fuck two syllables. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, Greg doesn't want to, like, deal with his fucking dad this summer, which I get, you know. If if I was 16, oh, no, 16's not a good age. If he, he probably was, like, around almost 14, I'll give him 14. They're like, if I was 14, you're like, your dad's going to decide all your activities for the summer. I'd be like, guess what, dad? I found a job. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, I found a job. And, like, he pretended like he went with uh, Rowley's parents have a... Country club, you know, pass or whatever. And you get one guest and, you know. And then Greg fucking screwed that shit up. He, he, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, kids, if you're listening to this, if you have a weird friend and you're going to hang out with that weird friend, don't go on their parents' email, press reply all, and say, these people are driving me crazy. I don't know how... Their friendship survived that shit. I have no clue. But if I had a friend, if I had a kid and their friend went on my email, pressed and wanted to reply to every person in my email contact list and said, these people are driving me crazy. Help me. I'd probably hit the kid once. Not like a lot of times, you know. And I don't want it to be, like, an adult hitting a kid. It's just, like, you pissed off another person and you expect to get hit back. You know? Shit like that. So, like, it's all, like, summer vacation country club. Roderick was sneaking into the club and and then Greg was his way in and, you know, fucking shit. You know, well, who is, who is the fucking chick who, who is a love interest? She's, like, an adult now, but she was not an adult then. And it's like, she was perfect then, but now I'm like, can't remember. Anyways, though, yeah, so the third film was all about, like, getting along with your dad or whatever fucking shit, you know? Like, I love my dad. I miss miss my dad. He's dead now. But, like, if my, I would be like, you get one more day with your dad, and my dad was like, let's do a Civil War reenactment. I'd be like, dad. This is your only day on Earth left. We're not going to do a Civil War reenactment. And he would be like, that makes sense, you know? And shit like that. Anyways, though, yeah. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. 
Uh, I probably did not do the best job at describing how great these movies are, but, like, dude, these movies were a fucking time to be at. If you have kids, and it's especially good, like, I know some of you have kids, and it's like, you want to watch a movie with your kids? Like, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies are perfect for that because they have the humor that adults want, but... The, but they made it in a way that kids are allowed to watch it. So, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the three movies from like 2010, 2011, 2012, those are the movies you need to watch. And uh, definitely some of the best uh, the cinema that needs to be had. And you know what? I'm built different. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top-quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience. It's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. 
Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions. I don't know. I just give advice. It's all that matters. It's just giving advice. I don't know. Uh, I need to make an email for all the IHOP Kansas City shit, but uh, I think it, the email for this is still theschwedcast at gmail.com, but you can also just DM me on Instagram or wherever you get you know, social media. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Uh, let's just, uh... Let's just jump into it. Boyfriend has no sex drive. Dating 10 months, we've held off on sex. Big issue? He wants kids? I don't. Recently, he thinks sex is only for procreation, and his sex drive is low. I'm open to more in sex. He's Fit but stressed, he's open to therapy. <laughs> this this dude's gay, dude. Like, did anyone else hear me say that? Like, especially for the audio people. I know the visual people also heard me, but like, you you all heard this, right? Okay. This dude's gay. Like, this dude has to be gay. You know, I have to say. I definitely, I'm wearing my Protect Trans Kids shirt. I'm definitely for gay people. I definitely, I wish I could do more for like, I don't know. It's like, I'm definitely, I definitely understand like coming out is, has to be like the worst thing ever, you know? You know, like it has, it has to be awful, like coming out of the closet, you know, like as a parent, you know, like as a kid. And, like, even if your parents are, like, because when I had kids, I'd just be, like, yeah, it's okay, you're gay, you know, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, are you using deodorant and shit? Like, that's more, my concern as a parent is, like, is, are my kids going to use deodorant? You know, I'm, I'm more worried about, like, when they become middle schoolers and they're, like, I don't want to have, like, the anime kids, you know? You just, you know, you got to work, yeah, you got to win what you win. But, like, if my kids, like, uh, Dad, I think I'm. I think I like men. I'm like, sounds good, bud. You know, it's like it's not a big deal for me. It's not a big deal. I know, like if I know, like if I had to tell my parents I'm gay, my mom still thinks I'm gay, so it's not a big deal. But uh, the 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 answer to this question is like coming out. Is this a coming out question? No, this is not. It's like your boyfriend doesn't want to fuck you. Uh, that's the question, and. Uh, I don't know, like, there is something about it, like, fellas, if, like, a guy doesn't want to fuck his girlfriend, and he's just like, I'm not into it, you know, like, that's gay, you know, like, that dude just, I don't know, there is, I can't speak for women who have low sex drives, which I have a problem, which I definitely do have a problem with, like, don't get me wrong, but, like, guys who have, like, 
who are like, I don't want to have sex. You're like, I guess you're asexual, but also, like, the thing is, if you're a guy and you don't want to fuck, you're either gay or asexual, you know? Like, you know? Like, we all get what I'm trying to say here, right? You know? A woman messaged me and said, boyfriend has no sex drive. And you say you've been dating for 10 months. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm 30, and I'm dating chicks, you know? I'm like, she's not putting out pretty quick, you know? Like, we're older, though. Like, she's not putting out pretty quick. She is probably not the one, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, do we get... Do y'all who don't get what I'm saying get what I'm saying? It's like, guys always want to fuck. So I'm, I'm always surprised hearing, like, a dude be like, I'm, I'm just not interested in sex, you know? I'm like, most guys are pretty interested in sex. It's like, it, it just may not be with a woman, you know? And it's okay, you know? I'm, I'd rather, see, I'd rather have... People like I'd rather meet people who are just like I'm gay. I just I just want to fuck guys, versus people who are like I have no sex drive. You know, like because we know you're lying. You're lying about that shit. We we all know you're lying. So for guys who are like I have no sex drive, are you are you gay? It's okay to be gay. Honestly, it's kind of a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I've been thinking about like butt sex a lot lately and i'm just like do we want people to know about butt sex you know a long strange trip it's been um my wife says she's not attracted to or in love with me is there hope to change that that's rough buddy there we go uh, struggling in my marriage, uh, you're both 31 years old, uh, she says she loves me, but isn't in love and isn't attracted to me. We're in therapy, but she's, she was initially unsure about making an effort. Now things are somewhat better, but I'm hurt. Can love and attraction be rekindled in, or are we delaying the inevitable divorce at 35? We've talked a lot, but she doesn't have clear answers. I'm unsure when to move on. If she can't love me, this has been making me feel sick for the last three months. All right. I feel you, brother. Uh, I'm going to try not to be a complete dick to you. I'm just I'm going to try to relate to your circumstance and answer the question as a third party. Um... First of all, I, I guess I would say, just looking at your relationship from what you've told me, uh, do not blame yourself. It sounds like maybe you're not, I don't know, I actually don't know the problem in your relationship. Um, let's talk about, maybe we should just go into the situation you're dealing with. Okay, so your wife, your wife, she agreed to a commitment of marriage that's legal with the government. Okay, so she she may be a dumb bitch, but dumb bitches are my specialty. So you're in therapy, 
she says she loves you, but she's not in love with you. Okay. So I'm thinking about, I don't know. I'm thinking about marriage and stuff like that. I think about, like, people I know who have good marriages and stuff like that. I actually think my parents had a good marriage uh, and stuff like that. Marriage was their best. If we're going to talk about my parents for a second, like, we're going to talk about raising children, not very good. (laughs) Being married, perfect. Uh, so that's my parents. So that's that's my problems in life. It's just like I just want a perfect marriage like my parents. Um. So she's saying, okay, I'm gonna put myself in your shoes. She loves you, but she's not in love with you anymore. So okay. So there's been a factor in your marriage that's probably caused some problems. Okay. So that's the situation here. There's some something's in there that's causing problems. And uh, sometimes, and it's weird because you're like, we're supposed to make marriages work. And we're like, so, uh, sometimes marriage just doesn't work. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I think, I do think people who say like, we had a successful marriage, but it didn't work out. But I think at the same time, like, those two people who say that have to, like, legitimately get along with each other, you know? You hear people who talk about, like, we just, you know, we had a good marriage, it just, you know, we just didn't last. I'm like, do you guys get along? And it's like, if you don't get along, like, red flag. Um, yeah, I guess... I guess what I would say is... What I'm thinking here is a third party coming in here, like fully understanding your situation. Uh, I would think about like what was the breaking breaking point, and then think about like what was what was the initial problem. Like, figure out the exact detail of like what the problem was, and then go from there. Rest in peace, buddy. Rest in peace. Um, Congratulations. You played yourself. Um, yeah, because... Cause I, cause I don't know. Because my initial reaction is here in this thing. is like, my wife's attracted... My wife says she's not attracted to me, but she's still in love with me type of situation. Uh, maybe your marriage just gone stale. Uh, but there is some problems here. I'm like, why are... I would like to talk to your wife. Be like, what's... What was, like, the catalyst of all this situation, you know, and stuff like that. So, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on here. Don't know where it's going to (sighs) go. If you don't know, yawning means someone's trying to breathe a lot. I keep hearing about the sexless male epidemic. Why isn't there a sexless female epidemic? So my first reaction would be, I don't know why I feel like there's more more men than women in the world where, like, it has to be equal. Like, I don't know how biology works for the most part, but I feel like it has to work in a sense where, you know, if, like, humans, considering humans as, like, the top, the top of the food chain, it's like, we, we're the ones on up top here, uh, yeah, but no, I've been hearing a lot more about, like, 
more like a male singleness problem versus like women are doing fine, but men are kind of like struggling out there trying to meet like people who will touch their wiener who they want to touch their wiener, you know? I think a lot of the pro. I feel like there has to be more women than men. Like, there has to be more. First of all, there has to be. Like, men are the ones dying. Like, if you. If I showed you videos, if I just pulled up videos of people dying on camera, it's going to be more men than women. You know, men are the ones working the harder, the, the worst jobs, you know? Uh, but we're talking about, like, why men aren't fucking more. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the answer to this question is why it seems like women have more sex than men. I guess that's the answer to this question. So the answer is, uh, more men want to have sex than women. And it's like women can be like, I'll live the rest of my life and not have sex. And I think women can figure it out and be like, I may have to buy a vibrator, but, you know, uh, I'm fine with this life. Where men's like, I have to fuck something, you know, like it has to be a real person, you know. And so then men get, if men aren't doing that, which, you know, we, we, which, you know, the problem is like men aren't fucking as many women as they used to, you know, it's like women, should you fuck more men? No, that's not the answer, but like. I don't know. I feel like women, I don't know. And I talk to like friends who are women that are like, my friends who are women are like, if I want to have sex, I, it doesn't take me that long to fig, to get it figured out, you know? But like for men, if a man's like, I want to have sex with a woman tonight, it's going to be a chore, you know? It's more like men will fuck anything, but women will not fuck anything. I think is the answer to this question. So uh, we're going to go with that. Women will not fuck everything. Men will fuck everything. So that's the answer to the question. Can you have depression symptoms without being depressed? I've been diagnosed with depression and I've been on medication for it. I'm no longer on the medication or do I feel the type of depression? Uh, so recently I've been sleeping more than 17 plus hours, eating less or nothing, no motivation, no to cleaning my house slash myself and just feeling blah. I don't feel suicidal, sad or lonely like before. Is this a different type of depression or something else? Yeah. Um, that's depression, you know, uh, definitely you just describe the symptoms. I'm like sleeping more. Then eight hours a day, I'm like, that's depression. And then, then you said, no motivation. Yeah. Once you said, like, no motivation to clean the house, I'm like, you have a house and you're not finding motivation to clean it. I'm like, most people I know who are depressed don't have houses, first of all. And if they do have houses, they are not cleaning it, you know. So, yeah. Um, it sounds like you had symptoms of depression, but the question is, like, I think the you have the symptoms, like, okay, you're a depressed person, 
But the thing is, though, you yourself, like, you just think about, like, how am I feeling right now? You're thinking, I'm not depressed. And that's why you probably asked this question. Like, you're showing symptoms and you're not depressed. So I'm like, I mean, like, that makes sense. And, you know, I go through symptoms of, like, just being utterly and just every way depressed. And then I get some like, well... I'm showing symptoms, but, you know, no one's diagnosing me. <sighs> yeah. You're a depressed person. Um, you're... Here's what I'll say. You're depressed, but you don't know why. And I think it's important to figure out the why. Figuring out the why is going to be difficult, but... I think you need to figure out the why or else you're kind of in living in chaos. So if you're living in chaos, it's it's not worth it. First date and she looks nothing like her profile picture. I matched with a woman on a dating app and we exchanged numbers. We met up for a drink, but she looks significantly different from her profile picture. We had a pleasant conversation, but I didn't feel much attraction. When the bill came, I asked to split it, when, which seemed to upset her. She entered the evening early. As for etiquette, it's subjective. Some may choose to address the situation up front, while others may prefer to make the most of the encounter. Splitting the bill is a personal choice, and both parties should feel comfortable with it. Okay. You should have paid for the bill. I'm just, 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 just saying that right now. You should have paid for the, you should just pay. For the fellas out there, just, I don't know, like, as a guy, like, ideally, I would like a situation where I'm in a real relationship and we just, like, you pay this, I pay that, and then next one I'll get, and then I get that, and then you get the next one. That's what I like, but, you know, if, when she's paying for shit, it's it's always somewhat fucking weird. Um, first of all, I would say you met her on a dating app. I will say this to everyone out there. If you're wanting to use dating apps to date, which apparently is not the intended purpose of dating apps, I will just say everyone is fatter in person. So... Don't be surprised if you meet someone on the internet and they turn out to be fatter in real life than they are on the internet because we're all using the internet to make ourselves not fat. That's just how it is. Uh, anyways, though, yeah, so that's the problem. I, it is a big problem with dating apps because if you're trying to meet people and trying to meet people to date and stuff like that, and you meet someone like you were initially attracted to, and you probably had a conversation with them, and you probably liked them at that, but they do not look like they did on the internet. Like it's kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem on the guy side, you know. So, and I don't know the answer to this question because one side of me wants to say like women are fatter on the internet, you know. Like, if you meet people on the internet and you're just looking at photos, they're going to be fatter in person than they are 
well, you, the, everyone's going to be fatter than what they you expect them to be. That's just how it is. But then, like, you have the, you know, you're, you're trying to figure that out. Um, so the answer to the question I think I would best give you, I would say, is, hey, you agreed to go on a date with this person, and I will say you agreed to it only based on multiple photos of her. So... You have to remember, if you're going to try to meet people on the internet to date, they're going to be fatter in person than they are in the real world. So, I'm kind of giving you the fault for this. Um, also, your decision to be like, we're going to split the bill. I'm like, bro, you met someone on the internet. Like, you knew what you're getting yourself into. It's like... If you're gonna if you're gonna use dating apps, you know I don't use them anymore, and that's fine. But if you're gonna use them, remember, everyone is fatter in real life than they are on their dating apps. It's just kind of how it is. What do guys actually think when they see a girl cry? I don't know. When I see a girl cry, my first reaction is. Leave them the fuck alone because I don't want to do whatever problem is going on in that woman's life. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, let's answer every possible answer to your question. What do you guys actually think? If you're if you think that if you cry, you'll get a girl to fuck, you'll get a guy to be your boyfriend because girls don't really care about guys fucking them. That's the worst. That's the worst way to go about it because when guys see a girl crying, their immediate reaction is to avoid that situation. Guys don't want to deal with a fucking crying bitch, you know? It's like, if it's their crying bitch, you know, they'll deal with it, you know? A good guy will deal with it, you know? But if it's just a random crying bitch, you know, I'm, I'm a substitute teacher. I see girls crying all the time like i remember being in high school i'm like i know like th this world sucks so i'm just like just deal with your goddamn problems please don't make this an everyday thing uh so yeah when a guy see a girl cry they just want to avoid the situation so ladies if you want to make the best of the world uh or if, if it's like i don't know if you're trying to impress a guy crying is not the answer because when I see crying, I just want to avoid it. And I'm the guy who tries to make uh, my peers better around them. And if I try to avoid you as someone who cries, I'm just going to, yeah, it's not a good thing. Uh, ladies, I, I mean, like, obviously, if you're sometimes just crying, crying out a problem works, you know? And I'm not trying to, like, discourage anyone from doing that, but. Uh, this question is, what do guys think about a girl crying? And that is the last thing a guy wants to fucking deal with, is a girl crying. You know, dealing with girl problems is not something a guy wants to deal with. So if you're trying to impress a guy, crying is not your answer, you know? Last question we got here. What is a thing your parents consider normal and you do not consider this normal anymore? Um, so, yeah, I think about this a lot. Uh, I think about 
you know, like thinking about like what my mom still thinks is normal. It's like so weird what my mom still thinks is normal. Like I remember we talked about like a teacher in her school district who was like an atheist and she's like, I don't respect him. I'm like, okay, because just because of his beliefs, but like, you know, um, yeah, talking to my mom, uh, and my dad, I guess I'll, I'll go back a couple of years to remember my dad, uh, going to church, you know, I think going to church for the most part used to be, and definitely look at history and stuff like that. Like you remember it as like, that's just how people socialized back in the day. It's just, you went to church, you socialized, that's how you socialize, you know? And now you look at church and it's like, oh, are you just, you know, super homophobic or saying a bunch of shit, like, that I won't agree with? I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Uh, so, like, it used to be more of a normal thing. And especially, yeah, you think about, like, the boomers and shit like that. Like, it was, it's just a normal thing to be like, oh, I guess we're going to church this Sunday, and shit like that. And you're just like, I won't question my beliefs. Because, like, if I'm forced to go to church, I'm just, like, I'll be forced to, like, question beliefs. Like, they talk about, like, I don't know, whatever shit. I'm, like, I'm going to try and contradict. I don't know. I'm I'm from the ex-evangelical community, so I'm, like, if I hear Christian arguments, I'm, like, "Mm, what's the problem here? I look for the problem in it, and then I, like, diagnose it. And everyone, and smarter people than me diagnose problems. Uh, not going to therapy is a big thing my parents don't do. Like, it'd be super convenient, you know. You know how, like, you do this thing that annoys me, Mom? You know? Like, you know, if you went to therapy and, like, figured out why you do that thing, like, we could have a better relationship, but we won't because you won't go to therapy. So therapy's definitely one. I guess baby boomers are very much in the, the mindset of, like, when you hear the word therapy, like I told my mom, like, you know, I'm I'm talking to my therapist or whatever, and she calls it counseling, and it's definitely very funny. She's like, Oh, you had your little counseling session, you know, because if I say I'm like, I'm depressed, they would say, No, you're not. I'm like, Cool, thank you for you know, you say you have a problem and someone's like someone's like, I have cancer, and then I am like, No, you don't. I don't have cancer anymore. That's how that works, you know. It's, problem solved uh you know mental health problems like i don't know why baby boomers are fucking like so like they're the cause of every fucking problem i have you know i think about like oh what's my big problem like i don't have money why don't i have money because baby boomers decided to like all recording studio jobs or should be unpaid internships you know and i'm like i don't know you get on like france like that uh my last thing I'd probably say is, like, racism and homophobia. It's just, like, trying to talk to people, and you're like, you know, it's not a problem being gay. And you're like, really? You know, I, I, I'm, I like how I'm looking around. I'm like, I'll talk about my mom for a second. Like, she, my brother's gay, and I guess it's okay. You know, she's like, I guess people are gay. You know, God loves everyone, but, like, being gay is still a sin and it's like if you're trying to talk to like little kids you know you know if you tell little kids about gay marriage that you're just like sometimes two guys love each other like your mom and dad love each other 
in kids is you're like, that makes sense. Okay. That's what most kids are like. According to my mom, though, you're going to explain gay marriage. You have to explain what butt-fucking is. And to be honest with you, when I explain how same-sex couples love each other like opposite-sex couples, you know, in regards to how marriage works, you know, I don't bring up butt-fucking, you know, I don't, I don't, and I'm going to be honest with you, every time I've talked to a child, I've never had to bring up butt-fucking, so, uh, for all the evangelicals out there who are worried, they're like, I like gay people, but I don't know how to talk to it to my kids, I'm going to tell you this right now, you can explain it, and you don't have to bring up butt-fucking, because, like, I would love to bring up butt-fucking. I'd love to tell kids about butt-fucking, but I don't. And it's because I have to understand that I have family members who are attracted to the same sex or whatever you know you call it, and it's like, not a big deal, you know? And kids, when you tell kids that, guess what? I've told a lot of kids, like, sometimes, you know how your mom and dad love, love each other? Sometimes it's like, and one man loves another man, kind of like that. And kids are like, okay, that makes sense. Kids figured that out. They, they figured out that that makes sense, okay? So if you're worried, like, you know, I want to tell my kids gay people are okay, but I don't want to explain butt-fucking to them. You don't have to explain butt-fucking to kids. They, they, they'll figure it out. You know, kids are smarter than you think they are. And they're also very much more manipulative than you think they are, too. Trust me. And with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. I've been going on so many rants today, but we're all ending it with good feelings and good times. Come something comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. Think about all the senior high school students who don't think I'm a good musician and I just want to like prove them wrong thank you for listening to this episode social media at the shweezy my music is under the shweezy so definitely make sure you're checking that out as well uh we have a patreon we have cash app we have paypal all great ways to support us financially and say thank you for being a friend free shit make sure you're checking our youtube page comment subscribe uh, I said comment, subscribe, like our episodes, and then the audio only episodes that are out there. Leave a review, give a five, four, three, two star one. I don't know what dude rating, and uh, I'll give you a little butt drugs and stay awesome. <laughs>